Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, Cody Jansen. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Cody Jansen, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. This is episode 17, our 2020 season preview podcast brought to you by CST Tires. The Daytona ATV Supercross is just over a week away now, and I can't believe the season opening pro-only event is already here. The event will take place Tuesday, March 10th inside the hallowed grounds of Daytona International Speedway, and this episode will serve up everything you need to know heading into the first gate drop of the 2020 season. I don't believe there has ever been a more in-depth look into ATV motocross, and I think you'll find you're more in tune and pumped up to watch the races after listening to this episode. We'll cover the rookie class of AMA ATV pros, discuss Rostrelli's move to Phoenix Racing Honda, speculate on how reigning AMA ATV Pro Rookie of the Year Brandon Hogue will do in his sophomore campaign, and how Pro-Am champion Bryce Ford will try to live up to the hype. Who will be the last man standing in the never-ending battle between Thomas Brown and Jeffrey Rostrelli, and predict the most improved pro, Daytona winner, series champion, and a bold prediction or two. We literally talk about every single pro holding a license as of today, and I'm proud of this content. It's something that the sport needs, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. But before we dive in, let's thank all the great people who make this possible. We are proud to announce new show sponsor, Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider-owned and operated brand with the rider in mind and the goal of keeping costs affordable. The Michigan-based family operation recognizes riders' desire to showcase their identity with eccentric colorways and crazy patterns, something not often found in the work of big manufacturers. Here to push stereotypes and limitations, Gript is driven to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. Get a grip on life. Check them out today at GriptGloves.com. That's G-R-I-P-T Gloves.com. Thanks to Motorsports Powerhouse and show sponsor, Yamaha. We are proud to partner with the winningest manufacturer of the past decade in ATV motocross and the number one OEM supporter of ATV racing. The Digging Deep ATV Max podcast is Team Blue Crew. Thank you, Yamaha. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Thanks to another sponsor that is of racing royalty and longtime sponsor of my personal racing efforts, Valvoline. For over 150 years, Valvoline has been dedicated to innovating and improving your driving and riding experience. The world's oldest oil company still leads the charge with unrivaled products and lubricants. Thanks to Team Valvoline for coming on board. Thanks to our title sponsor, CST Tires, csttires.com. The Pulse MXR Tire is the best tire on the market no matter what the terrain. Join the CST Takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST Tires, where passion meets the ground. Thanks to SSI Decals. SSI Decals was a key contributor to Team USA's winning efforts at the Quad Cross of Nations and, simply put, is the decal choice of champions everywhere. Their track record speaks for itself. Champions choose SSI Decals for unmatched look and quality. Thanks to those guys. Check them out today at SSIDecals.com. Thank you to DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain. Team USA, Joel Hetrick, and myself all trusted DID's unrivaled chain quality all the way to championship victory this past season. Whether, wherever you go, go with DID. Thank you, Namira Technologies. Namira, pistons with an attitude. Namira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side markets since 2001 with their wide array of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits. 
visit your local dealer or online at namira.com. That's N-A-M-U-R-A.com. Also a big thanks to Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been the industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. Whether it's electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, suspension parts or bearing kits, the Bronco is your hard parts source when it comes to whatever you need for whatever you ride. BroncoATV.com Thanks to 4Works Carbon for their continued support. Known for their hoods, seat covers, array of carbon parts, and so much more, 4Works is your one-stop shop to give your ATV a new and improved look with increased function for 2020. New year, new look with 4Works Carbon. Head over to their social media pages or website today. Thanks to 4Works Carbon. Thanks as always to Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track. When conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 to save at checkout, evanscoolant.com. Thanks to DP Brakes, the unquestioned leader in motorsports and power sports braking. DP is the brand responsible for allowing Joel Hetrick, myself, and so many others to outbreak the competition every time we hit the racetrack. It's not too late to join the team, so act fast, dp-brakes.com. Thanks to Blenders Eyewear, whose life and forward motion brand is the perfect fit to partner with our podcast. You won't find better shades for a more attractive price anywhere else. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 to save on the trendiest shades on the market, BlendersEyewear.com. Thanks to Oats Overnight. Life is hard. Make breakfast easy. Simply combine with milk before bed and enjoy your two-go breakfast in the morning. Overnight oatmeal loaded with superfoods perfect for athletes. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save at checkout, OatsOvernight.com. Thank you, Mountaineer Brand. If you know me, you know I love my beard. That's why I treat it right with Mountaineer Brand's all-natural washes, oils, balms, and more. Use discount code CODY'S FAVE in all caps, that's C-O-D-Y-S-F-A-V, in all caps, CODY'S FAVE, at mountaineerbrand.com. And finally, we are proud to announce our partnership with Avocado Green Mattresses. We all know that sleep and rest are an important part of any athlete's routine. Avocado's line of natural mattresses and pillows provides exactly the support you need to ensure you perform at your best while doing the best for the planet. The Avocado mattress offers zone back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you are recovering from a hard day of riding or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you will be experiencing next level comfort. With a 100-day sleep trial, free shipping, free return pickups, and a 25-year warranty, getting your Avocado Green mattress could not be any easier. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. From our new partners to our original sponsors, thanks for supporting the number one podcast in ATV racing and making this dream a reality for both us and our listeners. We pride ourselves in partnering with only the best brands in the industry, so better your riding experience and your lifestyle by supporting the sponsors who support us. If you enjoy the show, the best thing you can do is support our partners. And if you're interested in becoming a partner of the show, shoot me a message or email today for more details. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors. And now, joining me for an in-depth look at pro-class racing to get you ready for Daytona and beyond, a guy who won a handful of Pro-Am events from 2012 to 2014, longtime pro and fan favorite, Sean Taylor, and multi-time ATVMX national champion, former Pro-Am event winner, top 10 pro, and AMA ATV Pro Rookie of the Year, it's my buddy, Tyler Hamrick. Enjoy. And now, brought to you by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain, we are proud to welcome back to the show, 
two guys who are listener favorites and guys that I did a ton of battling with over the years. Mr. Tyler Hamrick, welcome back, Hammy. What's going on? And Shawnee T, Sean Taylor, thanks for coming back to the show. Yo, what's up, man? Glad to be back. Yeah, excited, uh, excited to have you guys back on. I, uh, I can't believe that we're less than two weeks away from Daytona, so I figured we had to get the guys back together, um, talk some racing, and uh, yeah, I mean, racing's right around the corner, so it's crazy to, uh, to think that it's already that time of year again. Yeah, I feel like the offseason went by really quick. Um, and now what are they a week out from week out from Daytona, which would be the start, uh, start of the pro season for those guys. And yeah, just, it doesn't seem like it's, it should be this soon or, you know, it doesn't seem like it should be the first round already, I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially, uh, it's gotta be flying by for those guys too, you know, putting in all that hard work. Um, yeah, it's unreal. So, you know, all three of us race Daytona, uh, the eight, the Daytona ATV Supercross, you know, at least once. So, uh, what do you guys remember, you know, from kind of like the emotions and stuff that came up for, um, the season opener down there, Hammy, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Uh, a lot of nerves, a lot of nerves, like a lot of pressure, uh, being the first Daytona ATV Supercross. I just wanted to qualify. I was in like a position. I really wasn't getting to ride a whole lot that winter so I was just kind of winging it going down there and uh just really nervous but anxious too being like a part of something for the first time like that's something I'll never forget and like I kind of boasted about I was able to be one of the first groups ever on an ATV race inside of that uh racetrack so I mean it was super cool but I was definitely nervous that's for sure so was that the only year you raced it was 15 yes yep oh okay I uh one moment and that was uh, – somebody brought this up to me the other day, but there was like 26 or 25 or 27. There was like a huge number of guys that year. So, like, almost 10 guys didn't make it. And, uh, yeah, I remember being a nervous wreck that I wasn't going to make the main. So um, Yeah, I didn't make it. I don't oh, think, really? I don't think uh, – I'm trying to think of which one. Really? Yeah, one of the, one of the years my, uh, I blew up an engine on the face of the finish line jump and uh went over the bars there and then oh, i don't shoot. think i even i don't even think i had a spare with me then because i came from i came from iowa and then i had a practice bike but i didn't swap them out so i didn't even race the main that year oh okay and, i yeah because i remember it, i remember you just like uh, bolting down basically like no riding time right and mm-hmm. just bolted down raced and then was going to kind of try to get in the swing of the things for the rest of the year after that yep yep And uh, then the next year is what we were just talking about is when there was like 19 and then they did the stack, you know, they put you guys, they put guys behind the gate. So then I raced that, I raced that year, which I think that would have been, that would have been the lap, my last season. So 2017, 17. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. And uh, yeah. So, you know, it looks like there's going to be 19, 19 guys. We got the list of guys, uh, uh, the sign up list right here, the pre-entry list. And with 19 guys, yeah, that's a kind of a talking point there because I don't know if they'll just take everybody to the main. Um, you know, they probably, with 19 guys and 16 normally they take, probably don't want to send three guys home. But, uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see what they yeah. decide to do there. So um, it's not going to be the same as what it was, though, when it was, you know, kind of the first Supercrosses for us there and there was – like I said, there was 10 guys or about that weren't going to make it. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, I remember thinking like, man, I've been in Florida for like a month. And if I've been down here, spent all this money, spend like however many thousands of dollars to do the Daytona thing. And if I don't make the main, this is not going to be good. <laughs> Long drive home. Yeah. I just, I remember it being, you know, that since that was our first, uh, first supercross, you know, we, everybody was pretty much kind of new to it because we yep. just race motocross all, you know, all year long. Um, of so just like the timing and, you know, trying to adjust to a tight track like that, that was, it was something different. And then with all those, so many quads on there, you had train track mm-hmm. ruts and all the turns basically. And then, yeah. you know, cross style uh, jumps for everything else. But um, I was, I remember being super nervous that very first year. You've seen some of that change because you're seeing guys um, ride more supercross style tracks to prepare for it. You know, like I know, the Ford crew and Thomas down there, like they're riding some supercross style stuff to get ready for it. Cause he even said on the last episode we did that they have some supercross days and uh, I don't know what they're all riding at club MX. If there's like a supercross style thing for the quads down there, but either way, it seems like everybody's kind of riding some more technical stuff. Yeah. When I remember for mm-hmm. us, you know, five years ago or, or however long it would have been. I mean, we were just hammering down motos on outdoor tracks and yep. But, you know, that's key. Exactly. It's key, though, because, I mean, fitness is so important, especially this time of the year. Like, you can tell the dudes that have it figured out, and then you can tell the guys that, I mean, they might have, like us, there was plenty of years where all of us, like, went into the season without a ton of riding time just because, I mean, we we couldn't afford to not be at home working. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so – so uh, as we try to break down the pro class from top to bottom, um, you know, I kind of want to start off with the rookie class because, you know, a lot of people wanted to, wanted to hear about the rookies. I think it's a pretty good class. And um, so I guess, first of all, we'll list the guys that are kind of scheduled to make their debut. And um, it's worth mentioning that most of them made that debut of theirs at uh, – Iron Man last fall in the at the season finale pro only event there, um, but this is going to be their first kind of full on run at the pro class. So you got your defending pro am and open pro sport champion Bryce Ford, and then you have Logan Stanfield, Noah Mickelson, uh, Brogan Geyer, Troy Hill, and most recently announced Ty Hudson. They're all going to make their pro debut in 2020. Um, they're all signed up for Daytona, so they're going to try to hit the ground running. And um, you know, Bryce is obviously the headliner of that, of that pro class of rookies. We saw what he did against these riders last year in pro-am and, uh, let's start with him. Cause I know that he's got the speed to mix it up at the front right away. Um, I guess, what do you guys expect from him? And I guess we'll start with just Daytona and then, um, you can kind of mention what you expect for him for the season. So Sean, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, I'm he's been training with Thomas Brown. So I, I think I'd expect him to be running up front or, you know, up in that, I don't, let's say top, you know, top six guys, I would say, I think he should be able to compete, compete at that level. I mean, people say that he can, um, I've seen a few videos of him riding online and I think that, uh, I think he looks, he looks good just as long as the nerves don't get to him at Daytona, you know, I would, you know how it is. It's just tight. Not everybody's used to ride riding with so many guys on a tight technical track like that to where, you know, accidents, accidents can happen. You know, look at head trick was uh, a few years ago. I think it was 16 or 17 and he ended up landing on somebody and hit a, t- a tough block and, and hurt yeah. his knee really bad, almost took him out for the whole season. So um, 
long as the rookies can get through that that first round and get the you know get the, all the uh the excitement out of him I guess you would say um I yeah. think he's well though I think so too I think he's got a secret weapon with um with being exposed to Thomas's speed all the time you know I think that that's something that you can't can't put a value on so um I think he's going to be more prepared than most people think, but Hammy, yeah. what, what input do you have on this rookie class? And then, uh, and then about Bryce, what do you, what are you expecting for Bryce this year? Um, I definitely think Bryce is the one to beat out of the rookie class. I think uh, he should definitely walk away with the, the rookie of the year. But as far as Daytona, I think I'm right with Sean. I think he should be top six riding with Thomas and his brother, like, Every day they're probably pushing it, and there's no room for like slacking because you're gonna get probably called out, and you yeah. don't want to be like the slowest one of like the click, you know. So, um, and I just like Sean, I've seen videos of him riding online, and he does look good. And as far as like the rest of them, uh, I haven't really been paying much attention. Really, I've seen a couple videos of like Logan Stanfield. I think he was just riding like his stock bike. Um, I'm sure he'll do great top 10, but the rest of them, not so sure on. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think that, um, the thing about Daytona specifically, and it's going to be something that aids him all year, but Bryce is such a good starter. I expect him to get good starts, uh, in the pro class too, just like he did all just like he has his whole career, particularly at Daytona, Mm -hmm. because you know, he's going to be in shape, right? because they've been riding for months. So he's going to be in shape. He knows Thomas's speed and he's going to get a good start. And I think that he could start the year off being a top five guy. I really do. Yeah, Um, I I agree. I think that that's going to be fun to watch. And we'll kind of, we can talk about that, that uh, group of riders he's going to be battling with um, in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what he does. I do think, um, that Stanfield will be good. You know, he's a guy that was fast last year um, in the Pro-Am class, especially before he got hurt. Um, he was, I think, the closest competition to Bryce last year. I forgot he got – was it yeah. a collarbone? collarbone? Yes, yeah, yes, it was. Yep. It was, and then I think, you know, he just wasn't at full strength later in the year when he came back, which is uh, typical to any motocross athlete that deals with that. So – I think that uh, that he's a guy, and he's in that same kind of nine six nine system that he's been in, so he's comfortable. He's going to be racing, you know, in the pro class. But I expect big things out of him. And then Mickelson too. Um, I think that he's another guy that's worth looking at because he's got a boatload of talent. I think that confidence is key with him. So when confidence, when he's confident, I think he looks like a completely different rider. And the thing that's like burned into my memory is last year at Ironman in the first moto when he was making his actual pro debut, one race debut, with two laps to go, he was in seventh place. And he looked like the seventh best guy. And uh, and he had a motor or something go at the end of that race, right? And Or electrical yeah. or something like that. Yeah, issue, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you were there. So you saw this. And um, I'm, man, like in this, say what you want about the rookie class. But if you're the seventh place guy in the class um, that kind of we are looking at on paper, like that's going to be a pretty good finish. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's just kind of who's all, who's all in the class. And yeah, seventh, 
Seven's no, going to be pretty strong. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think that both of those guys are going to kind of contend, you know, to be, you know, um, kind of contend to be top 10 guys. Cause again, the, the class is strong and, you know, Brogan Geyer too, he's only a year removed from, and I know that a class is a class, but the year before last, he looked really, really strong. Like he worked the a class week in and week out. So it was like, he was one of those guys that was like, man, if he does this at in pro-am or in pro sport or whatever, he's going to, going to be at the front of that too. So um, I'm curious to see what Brogan does. And I mean, Troy Hill is also noteworthy because last year I know he didn't have the year that he wanted, but he's back with his brother um, and back with Jeremiah Jones as his riding coach, kind of where all his success in the past had been had. So um, I think you almost got to just disregard what happened last year with the Hudson Yamaha thing. And he's back to his old program. And I mean, he won, I think, what was that high point he won the year before? in pro-am and uh and he looked really really impressive there so if he's kind of back to that program plus he's got a year and a half to two years worth of uh kind of maturing since then I think you could see some you know some strong rides out of him at some point and Ty Hudson just announced that you know he's going to the pro class and I know he's working hard too so you know I think it's a it is a strong rookie class in my opinion potentially the most stacked um group in recent memory, at least, and, and Hammy's shaking his head no at me right now. But uh, the thing is, the thing that you cannot argue is to have six guys added to the I, pro I can, class. Though. Yeah, but but can, but right to now. add six guys to add six guys into the pro class is a good thing for ATV racing. Okay, now you can yes, go. yes, yes, no doubt. But I I like quality over quantity. Okay. <laughs> so, I, so this is my argument to that. Okay. Is, I've named six guys right now. Casey Martin, Nick Moser, myself, Sean Taylor, Kyle Fix, Duck Lloyd. Um, someone help me out. Dalton Milliken. Um, who else? Well, this is the, this is the 13 class. Yeah. I'm just, I, I know I'm probably biased on it, but yep. okay. And then you look at all them guys that are just listed and then look at their backgrounds. You, you can't even, like, for you to say that, I don't know. You can't compare. Okay, no that's way. fine. That's fine, and I won't argue that. But it's also been seven years since then. So if it's, so if it's the most stacked rookie class in seven years, like, that's fine. Oh, okay. I guess time's fine. <laughs> I'd, say that, I'd, say that it's a, I'd say it's a pretty stacked rookie class. I mean – I think so, too. All – I think I, some I, I'm guys not gonna are – agree with Hamrick either because I mean we that was a we had a pretty good class going up but then you all then trying to think of how many years before that 13 class I mean you had a you had a, a handful of guys that were pretty quick too that moved up to the pro class but um this this class is pretty stacked these guys I would say most of these guys in here have a championship in one class or another I mean would you would you agree oh, yeah no no for sure for sure they do um yeah, they do because I think I think obviously we know what Bryce did. Pretty sure Stanfield mm-hmm. has a pro sport title from the year prior. Um, you know, Mickelson had won plenty of championships. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I know, Sean. Classes. You were you were teammates with him for a long time. Yep. And, and what I I, I probably um, evaluate him on more than anything is potential. Like he's got 
yeah. as much potential as anybody, I swear. Like about I've Noah. seen about Noah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Noah's he's got the, he's smooth. He's really smooth riding. Uh, he's got a really good style. I like his riding style. Um, but yeah, he is, yeah, he's definitely got potential to be up front with those I think guys. So too. I think so I haven't too. seen much, haven't seen much of him, um, in the off season, you know, I'm sure he's probably just keeping it, keeping it quiet or so, you know, something like that, yeah. but yeah. I haven't seen much of him. Seen the Mickelson brothers race the first GNCC. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they they did. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. What did you see? What class Noah's racing? I didn't. I didn't see that. I just. I didn't got see. To... I just knew. I just saw uh, Hayden is doing that that pro four by four class. I think. Still okay. But I yeah. didn't see. Okay, I didn't see yeah. what Noah did. I know Noah got thirteenth, but I didn't know what class he was in. So, um, so you got anything more about the rookie class? I know. I know it. It'll be uh, – we'll have to wait and see how this plays out, but I think that those guys will be in the mix. And my argument, I don't even think I went into it before, but if you're racing pro-am or you're racing pro, those guys are probably all going to just be – they're all going to be racing against each other. So it's awesome that they're going to be doing that in the pro class, adding mm-hmm. to that class because you lose those six guys and now you're at a, at a what, a 13-rider field or a 14-rider field. And nobody wants to see that. So add no. those guys, um, let them duke it out for whatever class or whatever place it is. And uh, I think that that's good for the pro class and its health. So um, moving on from the rookies, kind of want to talk about that Phoenix racing Honda team. You know, that thing is stacked right now. Obviously you got the champ, Joel Hetrick. He's bringing Noah Mickelson with him. We just talked about him and his potential. And now you have Jeffrey Rastrelli joining the team there. Um, so I want to specifically talk about Jeffrey um, you know, about his kind of about that new ride that he's got. I know we know he's down at club MX with the boys training hard. Um, what are we, what are we thinking about Jeffrey and his new ride, Sean? Uh, to be honest, I didn't even see that coming, um, that he was going to be riding for Phoenix. Um, I'm happy for him. I, I think he's, he's earned it. You know, he's worked, he's worked hard now. I hope, uh, you know, this year he, or this past season, he struggled a little bit there, what, quarter of the way through and then towards the end of the season. Um, but hopefully this, this ride will, you know, turn things around, give him some confidence and, and sure. I'm sure he's been working on his fitness off the bike and yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm excited to see how he's going to do this year. Yeah, me too. What do you got, Hammy? Um, I, I kind of had a hunch that this would happen over time. Just didn't know when like him and Joel would like, link up and be on the same team but I think he'll do all right I think it'll be top five I don't think he'll make a like sudden jump and like be the number two guy or something like that but I definitely think um he'll be right where he was at last year uh without like the illness with like the Epstein bar and whatnot but I think it'll be top five and he'll be the same Jeffrey that we're used to yeah I think I think I'm I'm he's got He's on a good program. Obviously, it's a proven program that can win because Joel just won the championship. Yep. I'm just looking forward to seeing Jeffrey back healthy and having a fair shot because I know just talking to him last year, he was down about having to line up every week and know physically he wasn't where he needed to be to give himself a fighting chance. And uh, I shot him a message actually 
um, today as we were prepping for this. And he told me that, you know, he's feeling good. He's feeling strong. And uh, he's been having so much fun on the bike practicing that he's just going to try to keep it fun at the races. And if he keeps it fun at the races, then that's when he's going to be at his best is what he told me. So his headspace is obviously good. And he's seeing Joel's speed, right? He's seeing Joel's speed because they're at the same track. And if he's seeing Joel's speed and his headspace is still really good, then I think that that's a good sign for Jeffrey um, going forward. Like we know what to expect from him. I mean, he's not going to be happy with a top five though. So no, he's going to be, I would, I would assume in his eyes, he's going to be expected to, you know, win some motos, you know, try to be on the podium, obviously the goal is to get on the podium, but I mean, I, Jeffrey should be winning some motos. Are those that uh, he's on Walsh? They're all on Walsh now. I believe right? so. Yeah, I believe on, so. Okay. Yep. I wouldn't. I haven't seen a picture. He, he is on Walsh for sure. I know he's on Walsh for sure because uh, I remember seeing a post and Mikey might have commented on it like the new kid or something like okay. that. So I I know he's on Walsh for sure. Who who builds his motor? That it's all Dassa stuff, right? I don't sure. know if Das is doing the hedge, but then that that Gino is the one assembling yeah. all that. Yeah, they assemble them in house. Okay, maybe yeah. it is maybe Dasa then. I think I think it is. That's who like, used to do Joel stuff. Yeah, I think it's that same similar setup there. Um, and I'm curious too. I guess I didn't even have this on my notes, but I'm curious what's going to happen because you know they're they're the structure has changed where pro am, pro sport. All that stuff is different now. There's not those two classes. There's like a seven-lap pro-am class maybe, but there's no pro sport. Don't quote me on Mm -hmm. that. And then the pro-am class is basically this new open pro class, if that's what Mm -hmm. it's being called. So I'm really curious to see who's going to run that because I'm assuming the Phoenix guys are. Um, But are they really going to put Joel on a hybrid quad to race a – to race that other class i just i don't i'm curious to see like i I don't i haven't heard any of i haven't heard i have no idea what you're even talking about i have not heard about any of so the structure has changed so we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about the hybrid stuff in the last episode but um so that structure has changed so pro-am and pro sport as we know it isn't the same so i don't know don't quote me on what it's all being called but what we know as like the pro-am pro sport is going to be on Saturday and I believe it's seven laps. And then on Sunday, the opposite day of pro class racing, there's going to be an open pro class where you can, where pros of every pro is, has the ability to race this open pro class on a hybrid quad. Okay. I I'm just curious to see who's actually going to run it because I I'm assuming it's Phoenix skies are because I know that, I know we've, I mean, we've been on record hearing from inside sources saying those are the ones that are lobbying for a full on hybrid pro class, but are they really going to put Joel on one of those bikes to race against just a, I mean, I just don't know. Like I'm just, it's a talking point. So I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't What about there? They still have in the stock class that yep, stock, yep. Yeah. stock class is still around. Hopefully that grows. Cause that that thing I think is really cool because if you can just show up with a bike and race those guys and you know I think that that's awesome. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I I don't know how the so if you're a if you're a B C rider or A B C rider are you gonna be, and you have a hybrid are you gonna be running that open? Well, the thing is, 
is almost no. every level of racing right now has you can race a hybrid. So from as far as I know, this class will be like for pros and pro am guys. Okay. Yes. On hybrid quads. So you can race like you could so I believe it's called pro mod. Okay. That's the name so, of the class, pro okay. mod. So it's basically an outlaw class. You can race whatever you want. But um yeah, so if you're a pro, you can race that, or you can race the real pro class or this pro mod. Okay. If you're pro am, you can race pro am or pro mod, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then you can obviously race the you can race the stock class uh, as well. So, um, be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, definitely. I thought that's. I thought the stock class was good. I think the stock yeah, class I like the is stock badass. Yeah. I I think that I could I can assume that literally every one of us wishes that they had that when we were yeah. around because that's something that I would have really liked to do. Yeah, yeah, that is good for fun too. too. Yeah, yeah, it looked like those guys were having a blast. Um, so we talked about Jeffrey and being at Club MX with the guys working their asses off, um, and and I guess I wanted to kind of touch on kind of the importance of riding with other fast guys. So, I mean, whether it's Noah, he's doing it with, you know, the other Phoenix riders, Jeffrey is seeing Joel's speed. Um, I guess that's kind of where I think I went wrong in the past. I wish I would have aligned myself with a pro or a past pro um, to kind of show me the ropes because the racing really never slowed down for me. And, you know, that's what they talk about happens as you, become more weathered as a pro. I know, I know, uh, Sean, you spent some time with whether it was Joel or you were with Chad at times or whatever. Um, yep. maybe touch on the touch on the importance of, of riding with other fast guys. I don't think I took it, took advantage of it. Like I probably should have. Um, I mean, I rode with those guys and, you know, motored with them, but it wasn't like we weren't, you know, you see Thomas, the, a perfect example of seeing Thomas in the Fords. So those three are, they're, you know, they're chasing each other. It's almost like a, um, you when you see videos from Club MX of the dirt bike guys, those guys have full-on motos throughout the day, and they're racing everybody. And that's what it seems like that uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas's program has got going on, which I think would be very, very beneficial to someone's racing program is to um, get yourself in on something like that and to where you're doing race pace every single day where for me, I don't, I wasn't really like that. I mean, I was riding with them and, you know, they would, if I had questions about something on the track or, you know, what are you doing here? Yeah. The, they were there, which was nice to see that. But as for like chasing each other around the track that we never did anything like that. I don't think. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I think I even talked to Thomas about that on the last episode where, uh, looks like those guys are full on moto session when they're practicing yeah. and that's, that's invaluable. So, um, yeah. like I said, I wish that that was something that I could have done more of. And I mean, I think you mentioned Fords and Thomas, I think another great example of that is Brandon Hogue because he spent a bunch of time with Joel and he literally looks like a younger version of Joel now. Yep. Yep. And it looks like he's been kind of riding by himself now. Yep. Yeah. But last year, last year, um, you know, he was living with Joel and Carly for a while there and, uh, pretty cool story. Uh, we featured that in the past, but kind of, uh, because he was literally living with his hero, you know? So, uh, 
Yeah. So speaking of Brandon Hogue, the reigning AMA to be pro rookie of the year, um, what do you expect from him in 2020? Uh, Hammy, you can start. Um, I think he'll be right up around where like Bryce Ford is. I think those two are going to be going at it all year long. I, I don't know why, but I just feel like their speeds are real matched. And uh, I think he'll do good. And then maybe we'll see him on the podium. And then, like you said, it depends on who he's riding with. Like right now, if he's only riding by himself, uh, I can't see that like being the best for him. But who, who knows? He might show up and be like the Iron Man or something, you know? Who knows? But uh, I think if he rides with Joel and links up with some other people, he could definitely be a contender for that like fifth top five spot and maybe a podium. That's where I got him slated. You know, I think he does get another podium probably at some point. Um, I think he's a top five guy. I think he's going to push to be a top five guy because, and I've went on record saying this before, but he's one of those guys that can like talk something into existence. Like, uh, you know, this is a totally positive comment, but we're like, you can brainwash yourself into being like, I, I want to win. I think I can win. You know, talking like, into reality. He's yeah. yep. he's on record saying on my podcast, on this podcast, saying that he he wants to battle to win. You know, so you know that that's what he's working towards. So, um, I, no, I think you're right, Hammy. I think um, I think Nick Janusa, Bryce Ford, Wesley Wolf, and him are going to battle for that top five spot. And uh, you know, I think so much of that is going to be about consistency. So, Sean, will let you hop in there. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's going to be, that's going to be a fun battle to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't expect anything less out of Brandon. I think he should be, you know, top six, most of the, most weekends, um, just because of the way he, how strong he came on about middle of the year last year, getting that podium at Unadilla. And I think even the rest of the way after that is qualifying, he was qualifying up in the front and you know, that put him in good gate pick for come Moto one. And yeah, I, I expect him to be top top six, and yeah, he'll be battling with Janusa and Wesley Wolf, and those. Yeah, it'll just have to be come out to be who's more consistent, and I think it'll be fun to watch. I think it's going to be like I said. I think that that might be the most interesting battle um, to me. Might be kind of for that that last top five spot. Um, I think that what's going to separate those guys is is the starts. You know, like. Um, Brandon, especially at the end of last year was a pretty good starter. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, obviously we've already touched on Bryce being a good starter. Wesley can kind of be all over the place. He can get a good start or he can not, but I mean, that's going to be key for him because he ended last season. I think he got fourth overall at Ironman. So, I mean, he's showed that he's got the speed to do it. And then, I mean, Janusa has been fourth or fifth in every single championship that he's raced as a professional but he's not the best starter. So the one thing I will say is it's hard to bet against Janusa being a top five guy because he's always done it, but he yep. might have the toughest competition this year that he's dealt with. But at the end of last year, he got his first podium. So it's going to be, I mean, those guys, it's going to be like a battle to the death. I feel like for that last top five spot, I really do. And, and, um, Another guy too is I think that I think that Alan Myers can push towards being in that group, um, and I think you know Parker will work. A, could be a guy that can push to be in that group 
to when he's there. So I know he's racing a limited schedule. It doesn't look like he'll be at Daytona, but long story short, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I got, I mean, again, I think you can expect some flashes of brilliance out of, out of Brandon Hogue. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think we'll see, I think we'll see Brandon on Brandon on the podium. Definitely a few times this year. I, I mean, I, I would expect to see it just because of how he turned things around last year. And just once he got that podium and at Unadilla, it just, it seemed like everything started clicking for him and he was riding really well. It seemed like he felt really good on the bike and I'm sure he's just been, you know, making that even better in the off season. Yeah. I'm glad to know too, that he, um, to see that he hasn't gotten hurt yet. And that might be a morbid comment, but he's been down South for so long that that was my only fear is that he was, gonna get hurt because he's been spinning laps for months it's over over overdoing it yeah but yeah. I mean he's pretty in touch with his body and his training it seems like and we all know that when you spend time down south like shit breaks so I mean that tends to happen yep. um so you might go a week or two weeks without riding That's or whatever pretty. but uh yeah I'm, I'm glad to see he's coming in healthy seems like he's got a pretty good program with the TDR deal there they got nice bikes or whatever and um should be should be fun to watch but I think that that's going to be a really fun group to watch there so uh I mean I guess like let's get into this because the way I see it there's a few different groups right so there's the top group um and that top group is obviously the two champions of the class Joel Hattrick Chad Wienan that's tier one right and then that second tier is kind of um I guess what would I would call a close second that's Thomas Brown and Jeffrey Rastrelli because they've, you can't separate those two because they've literally battled their entire career. It seems like, like they're actually probably somewhere right now in the middle of a field duking it out with each other. (laughs) And, uh, and, and the thing about Thomas is like his program, his bike, like all that stuff is stronger than it's ever been. But I also think like Jeffrey had been better than he was ever been. He's on a good bike in the past and then he gets sick. So he's on a Phoenix Honda now. Like I think that that's going to be really exciting to watch. That's tier two. And then like I, we just covered the, that most interesting tier to me is the third one with Nick Janusa, Brandon Hogue, Wesley Wolf, Bryce Ford. And I would assume that that's going to kind of be your battle for the fifth spot. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce gets a podium at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if Janusa picks up his another podium at some point. Brandon Hogue, I would put money on, gets a podium at some point. So does Wesley get a podium at some point? Like we know he's got the potential, the speed to do it. And, uh, and fitness isn't a problem with him because he's a cross country guy. So, um, I think that that's going to be kind of the battle for the top five. Like I mentioned a minute ago, I think that Allen could push to be in that group. I really do. Um, just depending on how his program is looking and Parker too, like he's a guy that can be in that mix. Um, yeah. I just, watched, uh, I just watched that GoPro of Brandon Hogue um, at Redbud and Parker with Parker there. And yeah. Just, I think they were, those guys, what were they top? They were top seven, top six. About something. about six, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And they were battling Redbud. hard. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So, and, and then I guess to finish this off before I let you guys hop in there too much, but um, so if you, if you take those guys, 
that we just listed and you include Parker, who's not going to be at all the races, but we include Parker. That's nine guys. So that means that the battle for the rest of them is going to be a dogfight for a top 10 spot, but between Cody Ford, Wes Lewis, Logan Stanfield, both of the Mickelson brothers, uh, Hayden and Noah, Brogan Geyer, Troy Hill, Ty Hudson, and then also holding pro license for 2020 is Jacob Stevens and Josh Merritt. I don't know when or if we'll see Jacob Stevens, um, but you could at some point. He does have the license. And then, um, and I presume that Merritt might just be a Daytona only thing. But again, like we'll see. But if everything was to go to plan for those top guys, you're literally talking about a battle between really good riders um, for 10th. Like that's crazy. And I mean, yeah, like could Cody Ford, he's had a podium. Wes Lewis has had some really good rides. He's won pro-am races. Logan Stanfield has potential. We talked about the Mickelson brothers potential, all these things. Like, I really think that you can talk yourself into saying that this could be the best pro class racing we've seen in a long time. It could be just because some of these guys, I mean, just breaking inside the top 10, you could consider that a, you know, you could consider that a decent weekend for breaking inside the top 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could. Yes. What are you thinking, Hammy? I mean, I know that you're on paper not thinking the rookie class is that strong, but when you break it down like that, I think it's going to be yeah. really interesting because there's always guys every I, single year, there's guys that yeah. break out of the tier you think they're in and make it to a different tier. Like who on paper would have said Cody Ford was going to get a podium last year? Yeah, probably nobody. So I just yeah. I, I think um, it's going to be interesting. I, no, you're right. You're right. And I think – if you get top 10 in any year, you should be proud of that. Cause that's like the best racers in the world. So no matter if there's only 12 guys on the gate, if you're still getting top 10, you're top 10. Well, I think but, there, and I'll let you finish, but for all, just to, just to comment on it, um, all three of us were like kind of in that realm where yeah, if you got a top yeah. 10, like that was oh, a good weekend. Pumped. Yeah. You got yeah. Home in the top 10. Yeah. I considered it a good weekend. I considered and, it. A good oh weekend. yeah. That's, and then, and then each of us, about. each of us got like a sixth or a seventh overall as our, as our best finishes. Right. I'm almost positive. Uh, I think my, I know, Michael, I know, I think both of you had a sixth overall. That was your best. I finish. think I'm a seventh overall, honestly. Okay. I'm I, had a, sure. I had a sixth place moto finish at Loretta's, but I don't remember what that put me. For okay. Over. Whatever. So whatever. So then when you did that, that was like a win. Like oh, that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. So, um, so I guess I wanted, right. I wanted to say that because I think coming from us, it's like relatively meaningful, um, kind of talking about that, that, uh, tier of racing because that's where we were. So, um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out and, uh, and, and just to address it too, not currently signed up, uh, with a pro license is Sam Rowe, Dylan Tremellon. Jaron Cochran, uh, Parker Wawarka, who I said, um, he sounds like he's going to race some races, not all, very similar to last year. Zach Kazmarek, Ronnie Hagerson, um, and some of the Argentine riders. So, you know, I think Hagerson is done as far as I know. Sam hopes to hit a couple races like Parker. Um, Tremellon could do the same. I thought I kind of read that somewhere. And, uh, and I hope that Cochran comes back at some point too because he was definitely making some improvements 
last year, and I'd like to see how he was going to stack up with uh, the rookie incoming class. Um, And again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kazmarek showed up at some of the local kind of races to us too. Um, So just wanted to kind of mention the guys that uh, you might not see at Daytona, but maybe you'll see after that. Um, We all know how tough Daytona is financially to kind of get to. And if, if you're kind of a guy that's kind of maybe just doing it for fun, maybe you don't go to Daytona. Like there was some years, Sean, right? Where that was like the only one you missed. Wasn't it? No, I'm trying to think. I think I went to all of them. I thought. Did you? Oh, did you? Okay. Long story short. Um, I missed, uh, uh, there was one year where I missed that joint. Remember when they went to Etchikani? Right after Daytona. Yep. Yes. Okay. I did not okay. go to that one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Cause but, it was, uh, that was like a week turnaround or it something. Was. It was, the, yeah. it was that like weekend we raced on Tuesday. We raced on that upcoming weekend at, yeah. at Etchikani. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It so rained maybe that's like what crazy I was on Sunday. All and I knew, it was in my head because all I knew was you missed that one race, but you still beat me by, by like a couple points in the points. So I was like, yeah, that, that was the one I did Daytona, but then I didn't go to Etchikon. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, I think, uh, again, when you break it down in tiers like that, I think it kind of helps at least me understand like kind of the different mm-hmm. levels and you kind of see the guys that are going to be battling with themselves. And again, we saw guys break out last year, like, I don't think we would have put Brandon Hogue in that group with Janusa and, and Wesley Wolf last year, but he gets a podium. And uh, in the same, like I said, the same thing with Cody Ford and on and on. Like we saw good rides out of West Lewis and this, that, and the other thing. So there's always going to be people that surprise you. And when mm-hmm. you try to fit them into categories, let them break out, that's, that is exciting for me, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Like uh, just to even have this content to be able to talk about it, uh, makes me more excited than I was kind of prior to this. So, yeah, I mean, just, and then looking at it too, there's, you know, a handful of guys that are, that are rookies that are coming in that are really good starters. Uh, Bryce Ford. Um, Noah, I think too, is a good starter. Noah, yeah, Noah's a good starter to where those guys get good starts and run up front, you know, it'll make it, make it more exciting for, you know, Joel and, uh, you know, Joel and Chad to be racing, you know, racing hard to get to the front. So, um, yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to see these guys get, get some good starts to be able to get their feet wet, you know, running up there with Joel and Joel and Chad, Thomas, Jeffrey, uh, well, the, the guys that have been in there the longest. Well, we all know firsthand what a difference a good starts make a good start makes. Like if you can start in that front sure. class or in that front group, um, just, you kind of start, whether you can go that pace long-term or not, you kind of pick up that pace for a short period of time. And, yep. uh, mm-hmm. and if you're coming from the back, it's like, it feels like you're fighting a losing battle trying to get, yeah. cause you can just, you can, you can check out on those guys that are battling in the back. If you're, if you find yourself in that front class, front part of the class early. Yep. Yep. For sure. Whole shots are key. Yeah. It so makes that's, life a lot easier. And again, like the, it's the last time I'll say it, but that's what makes that third tier so interesting to me because Janusa might not get good starts if Bryce does or if Hogue does or, you know, depending on where uh, Wesley Wolf is too, like that could be the tiebreaker for that tier, you know. Yep. Um, mm-hmm, right. We've all seen them kind of flash coming up through the pack. Like Brandon Hogue didn't start top three when he got his, podiums last, or his podium last year. Um, 
So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. We'll get right back to the show, but now a quick word from our sponsors. And now, please stand up and make some noise for our title sponsor, CST Tires. CST Tires and their Pulse MXR Tire have completely overtaken the ATV market. Used by Thomas Brown to clinch a third straight Quad Cross of Nations title, by Nick Janusa as he dominated the Montreal Supercross, and myself, Cody Jansen, as I rode my Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears to a 2019 national championship in the Junior 25 Plus class. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics than the competition. Join the takeover or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST Tires, where passion meets the ground. Check them out at csttires.com today. Anybody that I've gotten to try them, I've heard nothing but positive things back. We're proud to be Team Blue Crew here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. Why choose Yamaha? Look no further than Chad Wienan's six championships in the past eight seasons aboard his Yamaha YFZ450R. Not to mention Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing, and their support of this podcast proves it. For the 2020 ATVMX season, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program will offer payout and prize opportunities, including the chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more information, head to YamahaOutdoors.com and follow them on social media at Yamaha Outdoors today. For over 150 years, Valvoline has led the charge by being dedicated to constant improvement and innovation across all disciplines of racing. Valvoline has sponsored some of the greatest names in motorsports, and for the better part of a decade, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the historically great Team Valvoline. From my commuting vehicles to small engines, race quads, and everything in between, I trust nothing but Valvoline in all of my equipment. I've experienced increased function and durability, as well as longer life expectancy thanks to Valvoline's array of products and lubricants. Since 1866, Valvoline has been focused on bettering your experience, whether on road, on track, or anywhere in between. Upgrade to Valvoline today and check them out at Valvoline.com. SSI decals is a name that is synonymous with ATV racing and synonymous with success. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. After making number plates and decals for riders like Chad Whedon, the company quickly took off. Today, you couldn't imagine ATV Motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker now supports all the top teams at ATV Motocross, as well as GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and, oh yeah, six-time NHRA world champion Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship-level graphics, SSI decals. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 chain. This patented X-ring chain boasts a steel alloy construction for reduced weight, increased strength, and a longer chain life making it the optimal ATV racing chain. Pick up an ATV2 chain today at your local dealer or wherever DID chains are sold. Wherever you go, go with DID. We're pumped to bring on new partner, Namira Technologies. Since 2001, Namira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market, covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Namira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. 
For more information about Namira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits, visit your local dealer or online at www.namira.com. Namira Technologies, pistons with an attitude. We are proud to announce our partnership with Avocado Green Mattresses. We all know that sleep and rest are an important part of any athlete's routine. Avocado's line of natural mattresses and pillows provide exactly the support you need to ensure you perform at your best while you're doing the best for the planet. The Avocado mattress offers zone back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you're recovering from a hard day of riding or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you will be experiencing next level comfort. You can rest in peace knowing the components in your mattress and pillows are non-toxic, natural, and sustainably sourced. And getting your avocado green mattress could not be any easier. They offer a 100-night sleep trial, free shipping, free return pickup, and a 25-year warranty. And if that wasn't enough, rest assured knowing that they have a 5-star rating by verified customers, including some of our Digging Deep staff. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. We are proud to announce our newest show sponsor, Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider-owned and operated brand with a rider in mind and the goal of keeping costs affordable. The Michigan-based family operation recognizes riders' desire to showcase their identity. Owner David Payne's love for eccentric colorways and crazy patterns shows in his product, something not often found in the work of big manufacturers. Here to push stereotypes and limitations, Grip's drive is to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. With comfort and quality as key motivators, this family affair is constantly working on the next innovative and improved glove. Get a grip on life, join the Gripped movement because no one wants a bland glove. Check them out today at grippedgloves.com. That's G R I P T gloves.com. We are also pleased to announce our partnership with Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, all the way down to suspension parts and bearing kits, Bronco is your hard parts source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. We are also supported in part by Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. The best power sports coolant on the market Evans prevents overheating and boil over so you never have to worry about harming your engine or having a premature end of your ride due to overheating no matter what the condition. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, snowmobiles and more, use what the pros use. Upgrade to Evans today. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is also sponsored by DP Brakes. A longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, DP has been dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheeled racers on the planet. 2020 is no different with an impressive lineup including AMA ATV Pro Class champion Joel Hetrick and his Phoenix Racing Honda teammates. Myself, Cody Jansen, and my 2019 Junior 25 Plus National Championship, Baldwin Motorsports' Nick Janusa, Wesley Wolf, Dylan Tremellen, and his 940 racing team, Troy Hill, and more in ATV Motocross. In GNCC Racing, DP has 16 of the top 17 pros heading into 2020. This includes the champ Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Chris Borich, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and more. These riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on the top step of the podium. Available at www.dp-brakes.com, 
purchase at your local dealer, or even message the show for their contact info today. What are you waiting for? Join the best ATV riders on the planet on DP Brakes. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber and plastic hoods, tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has goodies that'll make you salivate. I trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high-quality, innovative parts to the market. Check them out today. Now back to the show. So let's go prediction time. We've talked about it all. Let's go prediction mm-hmm. time. So we'll start off with who beats who at Daytona, Thomas Brown or Jeffrey Rastrelli. Hammy, you can take it first. Um, how, how, how long is the moto? It's got to be 18 or 20 minutes plus two, right? Like that's what they normally are. Here, I, I can Tom. look it up. I can I go, look it up. I already I got, I got, I got, I got Thomas. Okay. And is that who, would you go Thomas for third? the year as well? Would you go Thomas for the, for beating? I mean, where's do you the have second the, round? Uh, where's the second round at? Do we know where the second race is? Texas. Underground. Mm-hmm. Is it underground? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I'll, uh, that's hard. It'd be early to put it on that, but I'd go, I would go Brown and I'd give a better answer after round two. Okay. So the main, the main event, the, the main event for Daytona is 16 or is 15 laps. And oh, norm, normally, normally it's about a minute lap time. Normal typically. So, um, so yeah, sticking with it. Sticking with it. What about you, Sean? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Brown. I'd, Gosh. And I the, like – go ahead. With I'm, – I'm kind of like in the air. And the only reason why I would go with Jeffrey at Daytona is because Jeffrey is really good in the sand yep. and riding yep. that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm still going to have to go with Brown on this one. It and, sucked. And it will be Jeffrey's first race on this new team. Phoenix, yeah. The one so, thing – like well, it, it's always tough for me to like – I don't even like to predict really because – Yeah, I don't either. It, I, I like these guys, right? Like I don't, and that's, I mean, it's what I say doesn't matter, but uh, I like both of these guys and they're always so close. Like, I think it's tough. The one thing that Thomas has going for him though is man, he had some shit figured out at the end of last year. And that bike was working better and fast was faster than ever before. So, um, he said it like he was going to just try to keep that momentum going from last year. Gosh, but in the back of my mind, like Jeffrey does good at Daytona. So that's, it just, yeah. Makes yeah. It. He's got on the podium there before he has. Yeah. So I think that, uh, and set the fastest lap time if I don't believe in the first ever one. Oh, really? I think cause he got to put his name on the track. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. So pretty, pretty sure. Gosh, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So, he was, and I think he was doing well last year, and then got hung up on a berm or something, wasn't it? Okay, that I, he might have been. Year. I can't remember. I know Chad got stuck on a berm last oh, year. Yeah, Joel was checked out, and then I remember Chad and Thomas battling. Can't remember what happened with Jeffrey. Did Jeffrey get second? I think Jeffrey like spun out in like a corner or oh. something because okay. he was battling battling with Chad right off the rip for second. So Sean, who do you? 
who would you give the tiebreaker to for um for the season between those two i'm assuming i guess we're we're almost assuming that one of those guys is going to be the other guy in the top three yeah that's so, yeah. yeah so who would we put uh who would you put sean in i guess in that top <sighs> other the, the other top three spot thomas so jeffrey did get second last year at daytona confirmed, confirmed. It's confirmed that he got second really? at Daytona last year. I thought he did because I thought the battle between Chad and Thomas was for third. Um, it's all—it's just going to be about the start. That track is so hard to pass on. And last year's layout looked sick. So I really hope that they do kind of that same kind of style of track because that was a cooler track than we raced on. Yeah, in years it, past. it seemed like the turns, the, there was the options and the turns flowed. Um, a lot better than previous years. I thought, you know, they could, they had inside outsides and they both seemed like they were about equal for the most part. Um, it yeah. just looked, it looked like a fun riding track. It didn't necessarily look like the best race track. And that's why, man, it could come down to like who gets to start between yeah. Thomas and Jeffrey, you know, like, yeah. And mm-hmm. at the end of last year, Thomas had his starts figured out. So, um, Gosh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. So, uh, I guess moving on then, Bryce Ford is clearly the favorite for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Does, does he win it? Yeah, unless he gets hurt. That's kind of in the back of my mind, too. If he keeps the thing on the rails, I don't see how he doesn't, how he doesn't win, especially with, um, with the starts that that kid gets. I just – if he yeah. can go if he can if he can not get injured i think that he's the clear cut rookie of the year favorite what do you think sean pretty that's a pretty good possibility what if what if he did get hurt who would who would you who do you think would get who would be next i think i would probably my my reaction is to go either logan stanfield or noah mickelson okay I think Noah's Noah's speed is, again, like I said it before, but that kid is so naturally talented. His potential is through the roof. I also think that – so last year, Alan Myers was eighth in points. He finished just maybe like ten points behind Brandon Hogue for Rookie of the Year. And I could see Stanfield almost mimicking to a T – Allen's rookie season like I feel like even this year I feel like they're gonna ride like the same rider except Allen's gonna have a year of experience so yep and Allen Allen went off on his own right he's not with yeah. 99 anymore he correct? did and and I I'm I don't know any details about that I don't know anything about it but um I'm also curious to see how that affects Allen like if yeah, it yeah. is uh if it's a springboard to hey I get to do my own thing that's basically the way he sold it on social media or is he gonna is he gonna I mean that I lack of bet. direction, that lack of like when you're on a proven program, like the 969 program is a proven program. Oh, it yeah. actually, it elevated Allen to who he is, obviously. Yeah. Like he won That's his it. first national championship in the 250 class under the tutelage of Travis Moore. So right. just curious to see if he's, he could be the same. I mean, I don't think you're going to see any huge changes or anything, but is Allen the same old Allen? Is Allen better now because he's uncaged, or does he 
if does it take him a while to figure out doing things on his own? I don't know, but I think for pure speed, it might be Noah. If we're just throwing Bryce out of this, um, I think it could be pure speed. It could be Noah. I just look at Logan Stanfield as a really consistent, going to be there week in and week out type rider. What, what would you? Who would you guys pick if it wasn't? If it wasn't Bryce, I mean, if something happened to Bryce, I don't want to say he gets hurt, but if something happens, he's not at all the races. Who would you pick? I'll probably go Mickelson because he's riding the same bike. Um, and he does got like crazy talent. I've seen him do some wild stuff on like, I think a 250 mod that just made me shake my head. So and I think again, if he just puts it together and like, it's a good start. Yep. He's, he's there, but I've never seen him like known to like be one to like run through the pack. I don't know if he is either, but man burned in my memory is that seventh place. Like in my mind, he got seventh in that moto at Ironman throw out the last two laps. And he was riding really, really well that moto too. He looked like, like, man, I don't know if Bryce would have really beat him or beat him by a bunch if Bryce would have been out there too. Like that's the speed it looked like he was riding at. So what about you, Sean? Who would you, who would you take? I think I'd go with Mickelson too. Um, I was kind of just staring at Logan Stanfield's name there for a minute. Cause I was trying to think back when he was doing well last year before he yep. got hurt. I think he was on a hybrid. He was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, he looked good on that hybrid and then uh, Hammy says that no, yeah, Noah's been on the Honda for, for a long time. He's comfortable on it. I got to go with Noah on if it was, you know, if something were to happen to Bryce Ford, um, then yeah, definitely with, with Noah. So, but so we'll have a, not we'll push any injuries on anybody by any means. But oh no, absolutely not. Happen. Yeah, we'll have to have a gentleman's bet on even if even if Bryce were to win Rookie of the Year because I again he's the clear cut favorite. But I got Stanfield. You guys got Mickelson. So we'll see yep. what yeah. we'll see what happens. How that all shakes out. So okay. So my next kind of interesting one is most improved pro from last year has to be in the have been in the class. Who's going to improve the most? Who's going to take the biggest leap? Um, for my money, I'm going to go Cody Ford. I think that a lot of times you see kind of a, a real big jump in that second season as a pro. And I think that he's going to be motivated by his brother being in the class. And again, I think that riding with Thomas, riding with his brother, that training regiment, all that, those laps that they pound, I think you're going to see him. Maybe he could break out of that kind of that fourth tier into the third tier. And again, like you have to, you have to note that, uh, dude, he got a podium last year. So mm-hmm. he, he led do a, it. He led a moto for a while too. Yeah. So uh, pretty impressive. So most, most improved pro it's Cody Ford for me as a prediction. Um, Either of you got anything bold or, or any predictions kind of there? So you're, I guess you're, you'd be looking at uh, just disregarding the top guys. Wes, I mean, Janusa, Wesley Wolf, Brandon Hogue, Alan Myers, Cody Ford, Hayden Mickelson, Wes Lewis. Those would be your returning guys. So uh, what are you thinking? Mm. If you ruled out the top, I was just I was thinking of one of the top guys. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, no, that's that's, that's totally only, good with me too. Only reason why is I was thinking of Joel because Joel's been training down at Club MX, and for the most part, he's about the only quad that's been down there. Uh, it looked like Janusa maybe stopped for a few days, 
and then Jeffrey was up there for a little while. Um, but with Joel riding at Club MX, he's got you know, like a he's got eyes on him watching you know, all those dirt bike guys that are there that probably just talk mad shit on quads and hate quads. So I feel like every time that he's going out on the track, he's pushing as hard as he possibly can and maybe even taking his riding. This might take his riding level up even higher than what it is. I mean, who knows? Time will tell. But um, I could I just feel like Joel, maybe there's some spots that maybe Joel's improved on um, from last year that we'll really be able to tell um, when the season starts this year. But I was just thinking of that. Um, as yeah, I should, no, I, I shouldn't have assumed, I shouldn't have assumed that you'd be looking at a mid pack guy elevating himself. So you're almost be talking about like Joel kind of separating himself from the pack even more. Yep. Yep. And yeah, just because he's been training down there and, um, I haven't talked to him that much. Um, but yeah, as for anybody else, I'm, if I think Wesley would do, I think Wesley could be a consistent, you know, top six guy, top five guy, um, maybe grabbing a podium here and there. If he could just nail his starts, it just seems like I, his, I yep. he's, he gets a good start. And then, you know, next race, he's buried in the back and he's got the stamina to go the, go to the distance. And so you always, always playing catch up basically. I agree. Yep. What do you think, Hammy? You got any, got anything in mind there? I mean, because Man, too, like good. maybe, maybe, Maybe Thomas I was, I mean, or Jeffrey, I was, but maybe Tom. I thought this is where you were going to go. Maybe Thomas can elevate his game. So I'll let you. I'll let you kind of finish that thought. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I think this could be the year Thomas might maybe be able to beat Chad if he keeps getting better starts. Um, and with training with these younger guys, maybe give him some more motivation. And then I liked your answer with Cody Ford. The same thing. I think maybe he gets overshadowed by his little brother. Yeah. And he's kind of like maybe want to say like, hey, I'm I'm still here. I've already got a year in this, and I've already been on the podium. So, like, probably got a little bit of something to prove. You don't want to be overshadowed. And I think uh, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I think Alan Myers going on in his own. I think he'll make a big improvement. And I don't know. It, it could be hit or miss with a lot of these guys. They could either make a huge jump or like go backwards. That's why that's why I like we needed to make this episode happen and then the more I thought about it the more fun I thought it would be because yeah. there's always guys that don't do what you expect good or bad and uh there's so much unknown like just like you said is Joel going to be head and shoulders the best guy I mean we've basically done this whole episode with barely even talking about Chad Chad's yeah, got was- Go ahead. I got something. Chad's, to say about Chad's that. got Chad's got six championships, and this is the thing I'm going to say about Chad: is Chad would not be coming back. He's such a competitor. Chad would not be coming back if he didn't think he was coming back to win with vengeance. So you got that about Chad. Then does Thomas elevate himself? Because at the end of last year, he was strong as could be. Jeffrey's on a new team, and and again, like we've covered all the rest of the guys. Do they break out of what we expect from them? That's why this is so much fun right now. So I think yeah. that uh, I think that I that's going to be is, really exciting. I think from like the outside, like looking in and not racing with anybody, yep. you know, just yep. being a spectator, probably yep. going to be one of the best, you know, best seasons to watch ATV racing. I would, I would think. That's um, what I. That's what I was saying before. You can talk yourself into saying, into thinking, this is going to be the best season to watch we've had in a while. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, I, I think that too, like 
I just, I think it's a, it looks, there's so much unknown, like who's moving up, who's moving down, good starts, bad starts, all these things. So that's going to be really interesting. So um, the topic kind of on everybody's mind is the Daytona, upcoming Daytona race. So Daytona winner prediction, Hammy, who you got? Joel. <laughs> Mike and Eli Trott, Tomac. Oh, and Eli Tomac. <laughs> okay, Sean, what do you got? Oh, man. Okay, so I'll hop in there then. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Daytona's tough to pass. And if it's like last year's layout, it's, just, it's tougher to pass than ever before. Um, I don't know if that's because of the vintage bike thing. I almost remember there being basically no whoops, right? So um, yeah, tough to pass. Tough to pass. Like Joel is a great starter. Joel gets the whole shot, leads Checks wire out. to wire, wins it. Yeah, I think it's too tough to take to bet against him on those conditions on a tight track with a with such a good start game. And and before I let you kind of give your thoughts, Sean, I think that that's the one thing that I wonder because. Chad has been pretty quiet this off season. Like you've seen some videos and we know he's in Argentina or wherever he is yep. doing the races and stuff, but like about his training, you don't see a ton. And I wonder if behind closed doors, they're trying to figure out something with those starts because last year that was his weak link was starts. Like if, if Joel gets, I, what are Joel? Like he was on my podcast saying got 19 of 24, Four, 25, 26, 25 motos it would have been because of Daytona. So if you got 19 or 18 of those hole shots, how do you bet against that guy? Yeah, he's Joel's really nailed his starts last year. And Ed, I mean, Chad, I think Chad had some issues, not really like issues. It just seemed like he struggled to kind of get out of the gate there a few rounds that, you know, he probably... struggled. To, he struggled to be a top five guy in the, in the hole shots at certain races at the end of the year when it was kind of go time. Joel would get the whole shot and Chad was battling to kind of get through. So um, I think that that's going to be the start is going to be so key that uh, Chad's, I just, I'm wondering if Chad's trying to figure something out. So anyways, Daytona winner, Sean, give us Um, what you're thinking. Because the one other thing too is a couple years ago, I believe Joel and Chad were one and two. Chad was leading. And Chad must've been the year before and Chad just like straight up kind of did what Joel does, got the whole shot and just slowly inched away. And, uh, and I remember thinking we were there, it would have been 18. It was 2018 and Chad kind of beat Joel at his own game, getting the whole shot and inching away. And uh, I mean, maybe Chad could do that again. So anyways, Daytona winner, give us, give us what you're thinking. I'll go. I'm going to go with. Uh, I was almost thinking of going with Brown because they've been getting a lot of rain down there lately. Um, okay. But I'm going to. Oh, since you guys are both picking Hetrick, um, just like what you say with Chad, you know, maybe Chad can pull off a start and you know check out. So I think I'll go with Weenan at the opener at Daytona. I think that oh, uh, it's it's hard it's, again. Like those two guys are just so good, and they're like. Yeah. I just, it's so hard. I mean, Chad's won so much. He's been so consistent. It's hard to pick against either of them. I just yep. remember, I do remember very vividly the, in 2018 and it was like, wow, Chad, like looks like he's got another gear and just kind of just did his thing to inch away. So, so much is going to be about the start. Like 
if I would like to see if there was an odds calculator, if you could see what the odds were, whoever's in front of each other on the start, especially at Daytona, because it's just a tough place to pass. Yep. Yep. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. I don't like it's, I don't know. I like to, I, it'll be better to see once they get to the, you know, the outdoor scene. To exactly. Really start, yeah. You know, seeing who's, you know, who's going to be where and stuff. Cause it's just hard to predict that at, at Daytona. Everybody's excited to start the season and you know, the tracks yeah. is totally different to what everybody races on all year yep. long. So yeah. Well, and I think like we're all fans of the dirt bike stuff, supercross and whatever. And you, they always say you can't win the championship at Anaheim one, but you can lose it. Well, yeah, you can say that about the Daytona Supercross because what year was that when Joel couldn't come back? Sixteen, I believe. He landed on Natalie's tire. You mentioned it, Sean. He yep. clipped Natalie's tire, gets into the tough block. He's twenty-five points down, and he literally worked the entire year to to shrink that gap and just couldn't quite do it. You know, he, I think he had a get off at Redbud or something at the end of the year there. And that kind of stopped his momentum, but Chad ended up winning that championship by a handful of points. And the difference was that Joel started the year 25 points behind. Yeah. That's when he jacked his knee all up. You're exactly right. Yeah. Problem all year long, but yeah. Yep. yep, That can, that can break you. Definitely. That's why I don't like, it's hard to predict for, Daytona and it'll be nice to get them get them back outdoor outdoors style tracks and see what they can do there but I'm excited for Daytona I can't wait to watch it hopefully they do a do a live stream I was gonna try to go down there but it's just not gonna work out yeah I know Hammy was trying to get down there too weren't you Hammy yeah that that got shut down after the little surgery so yeah I think uh yeah we all wish we were there okay so there's just one question left then um season preview pod got to predict a champion for the series um again i gave my thoughts i think that chad chad is coming back because he thinks he can win and i don't yeah. know if that would be a swan song i don't know if if you won if you'd walk away i, I really don't know but he's coming back to try to right the ship from losing it last year um from just coming up just short um Gosh, the one thing though, like Joel is so good at those tracks at the end of the year. Like, it's just like the last couple of years too. It's like, he's got it done. Not last year, but there's been some years where he got it done at Walnut at Sunset Ridge, which is Chad's track. Then you go to Unadilla and Unadilla is a track that Joel is just phenomenal at. And then he just keeps that momentum going. I mean, we know he's good at Loretta's. Uh, Redbud's kind of a toss-up, but we've seen Joel do well there. And then to end the season at Crawfordsville, even though it's a different Ironman than the previous, in, than in the beginning of the year when it's all quads, that is just such a gamut of good tracks for Joel. Yeah. It's tough to bet against him, but man, Chad's a six-time champ, so it's again, it's tough to go against him. So he's coming back. He's hungry. He's you know, everything that happened last year with him is all already out the window. You know, he's, he's, uh, his head's clear and I'm sure he's excited to, excited to get down on the gate and, and mix it up. And yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not counting him out for this year. I, I, he's definitely will be winning some races and I think we'll, it'll probably come back down to a, you know, a wire, wire, you know, finish. So if you had to bet the house on somebody, who are you taking? 
God. And I know it's tough. It's tough for me too because I like <laughs> both those guys. Sean, you're probably closer with both of them than than most. You know, like I feel like you feel you fall right in the middle. You're friendly with both of those guys. So it's not personal by any means. Like right, I want right. to, I want to see them both win. But uh, if you had to pick one, who are you picking? Well, I went with that. I went with that crazy prediction of Joel winning. What was that? Eight, eight championships. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. Guys, right. I'm going with Joel. I'm going with Joel this year to bring home another one. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I forgot I mean. all about that on our previous podcast. What was that? A season yep. review, right? And you're like, that was uh, after Iron Man. Yeah, season that review. And, and how you, many? Eight at least. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hammy? Who you got? Um, I think it's uh definitely Joel. Probably, I think the only thing that slows him down would be like no mechanical failures, and I yeah. think other than that, it should be like smooth sailing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see like a clean like sweep every moto. <laughs> you guys laugh, but bold. <laughs> You guys laugh, but shit, if his bike don't break, who who honestly I don't know. Just Joel had and Joel's and I'm sure with, they figured with, with some John stuff. John said out. earlier if he's riding down at Club of Mex and he's gonna get faster, he was already the fastest guy. Yeah, I think that like he's everybody speaking. had everybody go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I think he wins. Okay. The championship so, hands down. Maybe it's a stretch going for a clean, whatever season. twenty twenty moto sweep. But I mean, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I think that. Uh, gosh, I think that Joel last year, both guys had mechanicals. Like everybody had mechanicals. Mm-hmm. So Joel had some mechanicals earlier in the year that set him behind. And if Chad doesn't have a fluke chain break or whatever clip come off at Redbud, Chad's the champ. So that's yeah. just tough. If you guys are both like, like Sean did on the rookie thing, if you guys are both taking hat trick, I'll take Chad. That would put him only one down from Gary Denton then I think Chad comes back for another year. So for the sake of wanting Chad around for as long as possible, because we like seeing these battles at the front, oh, I, yeah. guess I'll, I guess I'll take Chad. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it's like splitting hairs between those if two were, guys. If you were wondering, there was only five motos Joel didn't win last year. That's crazy. You were wondering. That's crazy. So I, I bet you one of them weekends was mud rate. Were those five uh, the one weekend was uh, 16th and 11th in Crawfordsville. Yeah, so I remember that. Guaranteed that was rain. And, and then, then, then he had the issue at Walnut too. And a 10th. So yes. you got a you got a 10th and a moto and still got on the podium. Yeah. yeah. Yep. At Walnut. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, if it wasn't so got for second. that, yeah. So you guys laugh, but he might sweep it. I guess what I'm saying though is is they publicly him and that team Phoenix Honda talked about the problems they were having. So I'm just for his sake, I'm hoping that those, those uh, problems are fixed. Chad's program hadn't had a DNF in seven years or whatever. And it, and it was a chain. It wasn't an engine or something like that. So it's just tough to bet against Chad when that program is so good. Yeah, it is. Um, But yeah, I guess that's kind of, that's kind of, that's the last question. I don't have anything else. Um, either you got 
any bold predictions, hot takes, anything like that. If you want a bold prediction, Bryce Ford's going to get a podium for sure. Stamp it. We kind of commented on it, but I'll put my name on it. I think he's going to get one. Maybe at one of those fast tracks like uh, Unadilla, Crawfordsville, something like that. Um, anybody else got anything Anything uh, fireworky? We got uh, Hot Take Hammy in the house tonight. Um, that's funny. Uh, probably, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Bryce got on the podium, like a top two, second, oh, and wow. pulled a, like a handful of hole shots. Yeah, and, you'll see hole shots out of him for sure. Yeah. I guarantee it. But I don't know. It's hard to hard to put something out there that's pretty bold. I mean, I'll say maybe like the Hetrick sweeping everybody. I'd, I'd stamp that before I stamp something else. <laughs> I think uh, I think Janus get Janus on the podium. I think his time he's due. So he got one at Redbud last year. Yeah, I'd like to see him get another one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. He got one. Yeah, he got one at – but that was big for him. It was his 50th start. And uh, – A Unadilla, right? Yeah, 50th pro national, and he got it. So I'm uh, hoping he gets another one too. Hoping he gets another it just seems one. Like, it seems like he never, he never really took any time off in the off season. It didn't. That's what it looked like for me. If he can get some starts, that's the only thing he's missing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But as for anything, I don't really have any other any other bold predictions. I'd I'd I would agree that Bryce Ford's gonna be on the box at some at point. At some point, yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting. I'm gonna have my I mean, I think all of us, the whole ATV world is gonna have their eyes on him to see what he does at Daytona. Daytona for some reason kind of sparks me as a track he could do well at. So uh especially with a good start. So yeah. um yeah, guys, I can't thank you enough. This was a lot of fun to talk about the moto, uh, the ATV motocross upcoming season. I can't believe it's already here. And, uh, again, I got more excited about the season and racing because of the talk we had even leading up to it, and I hope that all the listeners uh, kind of got the same feeling. So, um, again, thanks, thanks so much for joining me, guys. I can't thank you enough. Love to bench race with you, and uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, man. Had a blast. I can't wait to get the season started. and It's going to be a good summer for all these guys, I think. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully be back on sometime soon talking about either Daytona or uh, one of the other races and uh, get another good uh, season going. Yeah, we'll get you guys back on for sure. Anytime, uh, anytime you guys want to come on, you're welcome here. Love it. Are you pumped for them to go racing now or what? I hope you enjoyed this content and please let us know if you did because if so, we'll be sure to do more of this as the season progresses. I know we enjoyed it and I think the more educated we can be as fans, the more fun we'll have watching all the battles throughout the class. I want to thank our guests tonight, Sean Taylor and Tyler Hamrick. I appreciate their time and I think they're both perfect on the podcast, so thanks to those guys. And thanks to my producer slash brother Dallas, who's a busy man but still finds the time to fit the podcast into his schedule. So I appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you, D. Thanks to our sponsors, CST Tires, Yamaha. Thanks to Blue Crew, Valvoline, SSI Decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Gripped Gloves, Blenders Eyewear, Mountaineer Brand, Avocado Green Mattress, and Oats Overnight. 
Support the brands that support our show, and don't forget to use those codes to save. If you enjoy the show, we encourage you to support us via Patreon if it suits you. Simply visit our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com, and click the Support on Patreon button. This contribution will help prompt continued growth and improvement in the show. Perks will be available to those who contribute, including hearing your name on the show. We greatly appreciate the support. Also available now is our show merchandise. Check out our new shirts, available in all sizes and available for purchase on our social media platforms. Shirts are $25 with all proceeds going directly towards growth and improvement of the show. So view this as your opportunity to support the show by getting a cool shirt in return. And remember, you can always call us with your questions, concerns, suggested topics, business inquiries, and more. This is your chance to be a part of the show by calling our voicemail hotline anytime. Call us today at 920-569-3519. That's 920-569-3519. If you've called in, you'll probably hear yourself on the next episode. So we look forward to that. Our schedule got a little jumbled up, but our fan question podcast is coming. And so is an episode with John Natale that we're working on. An episode featuring my girlfriend and her unbiased opinion of myself and the sport as well as Cody Gibson, Gary Denton, and more. So needless to say, you won't want to miss what's upcoming. The best way to ensure you won't miss a thing is to subscribe to our show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional behind-the-scenes content. Keep the support coming, and we will keep the fire content coming as well. I love the screenshots showing that you're listening, so send those in, and I promise to keep sharing them. Again, subscribe to the show, give us a rating, tell your friends, share our posts, wear our shirts. It all helps spread the word about us and grow the sport that we love. And remember, the show is available to anyone and everyone at diggingdeepatvmx.com, where you can also find our show sponsors and discount codes all in one place. With that, wishing everyone a safe and successful Daytona ATV Supercross. For Sean Taylor... Tyler Hamrick, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen. Thanks for listening to the number one podcast in ATV racing. And until next time, thanks for joining us in digging deep with the stars of ATV motocross. Too big red, then. What the? <laughs> like, I-